We've got both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Going up, Ashley Simpson, right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpsons sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. It's time for the Ashley and Jessica cast second annual Christmas special. And this one is extra, extra special because I have one of my favorite guests, one of your favorite guests back here with me to discuss Jessica's second Christmas album, Happy Christmas, and the special that accompanied it way back in 2010. Everybody, welcome back, Jessica Superfan, Derek Nowak. Hey, hey, Leah. Great to be back. Excited. Yay, I'm excited too. I can't imagine who else I would do this with, but I put up a poll on the Instagram, and I wanted to do it with you anyway, but I put up the poll, and I was like, I wonder who... Out of the people that I know that follow the account, who will pick Happy Christmas? Because I feel like Rejoice is kind of the obvious one that I knew everybody would pick. And I was wondering if you would pick Happy Christmas, and you did. Yeah, that's because my favorite Christmas song is on Happy Christmas. But you'll have to keep listening to find out what my favorite Christmas song by Jessica is of all time. Wow, cliffhanger. (laughs) Keep listening, everybody. So yeah, as you probably know, if you're listening to this, Jessica has two Christmas albums. The first one was released in 2004. It's called Rejoice. And the second one was released, like I said, in 2010. And it's called Happy Christmas. 77% of you voted for Rejoice and 23% voted for Happy Christmas. I don't know. I feel like this album kind of gets forgotten about in her discography, which is sad because it was the first album and only I guess that she did where she had a ton more creative control than in the past I was looking up the Wikipedia page for this album and I didn't know that it was produced by Tricky Stewart and The Dream okay who is that like that sounds familiar but like what else do they produce Tricky Stewart produced Britney's Me Against the Music, Beyonce Single Ladies, Rihanna Umbrella, um, Justin Bieber One Time and Baby, Mariah Carey Touch My Body and Obsessed, Maya Case of the X. So he is a superstar. So the fact that he produced this, I was shocked. Like, I mean, I just 
would have expected, like, if he was going to work with her, that it would be on a just regular pop studio album. So I was really impressed that he has taste, you know what I mean? Like, he really wanted to um, work with Jessica, and he said some really, really nice things about her after. So I wonder if that's somebody that she would work with on a future album, which is hopefully coming soon. That's interesting because Happy Christmas doesn't sound like any of those songs that you just mentioned. So I know, isn't it? I was really surprised. He said, I was so pleasantly surprised and happy with how everything came out. She is a gem just waiting to be rediscovered. So there is a definite possibility of us working together again in the future. She is fun and lighthearted, but very serious about her singing. She is a little bit of an overthinker sometimes because she puts so much pressure on herself. But overall, we had a great time making this record. We had to do it super fast. We started the negotiations and everything in October, which is really late for a Christmas album. But we got it done. It came out, and it's great. Everybody loved it. So I I know that this was years after Newlyweds, but I love that he said she was an overthinker because (laughs) so many people that would make fun of her and stuff, you know, thought of her as like simple-minded. I can totally see her being that type of person in in the studio, like just wanting everything to be perfect and overthinking Christmas songs when other people are just like, just like it's a cover, just sing it. But, you know, she's got to make it her own. And I think that she does on this album. I agree. So this album actually came about because of the Christmas special. She booked the Christmas special first and then they were like, well, we might as well do a Christmas album too, which like Tricky Stewart said, normally Christmas albums are recorded in like the summertime or even people will announce that they're recording it a year before. Like they'll announce during Christmas that next year there's going to be a Christmas album. So I mean, obviously we'll get into all the songs and everything, but I think this song, this album is really good for being recorded in like a month because it came out on November 22nd, 2010. And he said that they negotiated it in October. So this might be like the fastest recorded Christmas album ever. Yeah. And you can't tell by the track production, like the tracks are pretty solid. It sounds like they like hired a really good band and like, string section and stuff so it doesn't mm-hmm. sound like it was a last minute well, I don't want to say last minute but a October produced Christmas album that's like one month <laughs> yeah I agree it, it doesn't sound rushed at all and actually it says here that on September 15th 2010 Jessica it was announced that Jessica was working with the Dream and Tricky Stewart on her next two albums. So what the heck happened? I don't know. And then she was working with um, Linda Perry. She wrote all these songs with Linda Perry, and we got all them photos from the studio, them two together. And it's like she keeps working with all these people, and then like we we get nothing. Jessica, like come on. I know what happened with that. I don't know how you can record with Linda Perry and not release it even as a single on its own or just I mean, just the way that she did particles, which hopefully that's not going to be the only thing she releases. But you know, she just kind of released it on its own like she could even do another little video with Linda and record whatever they worked on. It seemed like they were both into the collab. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she said so many times that it's like, it's not about the money with her. She doesn't need to release albums for the money and she doesn't care about charts and stuff like that. It's like, okay, you say all that stuff, 
okay, then just release it. It actually says that it quotes her here and it says, this album is different because it's under my complete control. It's the first record that I'm putting out on 1111 Records, which is my new record company. I think it's great to have a spiritual record out there uh, to be my first on the new label because that's how I got started in the business anyway. What do you know about 1111 Records? Um, all I remember is that like Ellen DeGeneres is like part of the founders or owners, which is like weird because then apparently her and Jessica had that beef when Jessica was drunk on there and then apparently Ellen banned her from the show, but then I don't know. Such are are they still producing records? And then eleven eleven is like Jessica's anniversary date, so maybe she was like drawn to that because of the name, but I don't know, just a lot of mixed feelings about that. So it actually only lasted two years. Oh, really? So, okay. So that answers that question. <laughs> it says 1111 was a record label founded in 2010 by Mike Hamlin, Ellen DeGeneres, and her production company, A Very Good Production, in association with Warner Brothers. Uh, she announced on her talk show saying that the label would concentrate on lesser known artists and that she had been looking for uh, performances on YouTube. So Grayson Chance, do you remember him? So he was this adorable kid who was on her show. He was, you know how she, she'll have like talented kids doing whatever on her show. He was actually really, really good. Like I remember watching him and being like, oh my God, this kid is going to go so far. He's so talented. And I know that he still makes music. Like I've seen him out there, but I guess he never became a superstar, but he is really talented. And it says that she... Named it 1111 because she often sees the number 1111 when looking at clocks and that she found Grayson Chance on the 11th and that his soccer jersey had the number 11. So I guess she felt like it was all this synchronicity coming together and he was the first act that was signed. Oh, that's right. He gained fame after his cover of Lady Gaga's Paparazzi. So he had posted to YouTube. He's like 10 or something when he did it. She thought she was going to make the next Justin Bieber, is what she thought. A hundred percent. That is, he was very similar. I mean, I don't know what he's like now. I think he was more of like a pianist, but he was, you know, a young kid that had uploaded stuff to YouTube. In fall of 2010, the label signed Jessica Simpson. And then Savannah Robinson, I don't know who that is. She signed Charlie Puth and Emily Luther. Oh, she signed Charlie Puth? Yeah. I can't listen to his music, but I was like, I feel like I would have a one night stand with him, but I feel like he, he looks like he might stink. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh my God. I don't even, I can't remember like who he is. What? He's cute, but I'm like, he also looks like he kind of stinks. And I'm like, I don't know, like I'm borderline attracted to him, but I hate his music. Charlie Puth, he, um. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. I'm. He has that slit in his eyebrow. Yep. Okay. I mean, yeah, right. I could totally see what you're saying for sure. <laughs> well, I didn't <laughs> say like what happened to the label or anything. It just, it, the Wikipedia article just kind of ends. He probably was like, okay, I thought I was going to have the next Justin Bieber. I didn't make it happen. Whatever. I'm over this project. I guess so. It's also, it's a lot of work. Like she probably didn't realize how much work it was going to be to develop young artists and all of that. She would have to have such an amazing team behind her because obviously she's doing the show all the time. That's like hundreds of episodes. So I don't know if she would have time to 
put in the care and consideration that goes into something like that. Like it would be like she would have to either quit her show or just kind of slap her name on a record label, which is probably what happened. So I don't know, but it's a shame because I know everyone is kind of against Ellen now, but I think it's cool that Jessica said that she had complete control. So I guess Ellen was just like, yeah, girl, I trust you. Go, go do your thing. I mean, I don't know. It's probably a good thing that she didn't have albums come out on Ellen's label because we found out some not so pleasant things about her. So everything happens for a reason. Yeah, that's true. And now Jessica can produce her own stuff the way that she did with Particles, which I know we've we've talked about it privately, but quickly, do you just want to talk about how you feel about Jessica's surprise release? Yeah, it's one of those songs that grew on me and it like comes on my playlist almost every day now on shuffle. For some reason, it's like always one of the first songs that comes on my shuffle when I'm driving to work in the morning. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. I just wish it wasn't a cover. I don't have like too much to say. I don't have any negative at all. She sounds really great and I love her voice and her, the way she like pronounces and flexes different words. I think she has a really good sound. And if she carries that on to her her next songs, which hopefully we get to hear, I think they'll be really great. And I think, I don't know, she doesn't need to be concerned about the charts. Like, um, the only people that actually do care about the charts are, like, Twitter stands anyways. So I think she carries it on that sound to hopefully her album, that it'll be really great and that she can deliver those live performances performances and hopefully go on tour and it'll just be like an amazing strong pleasant album like i don't know it just is it's like soothing it feels like her like some songs like especially some of her early songs doesn't really feel like her but her sound and her voice on particles it really just sounds like she owns it like it's her yes using the word soothing was absolutely perfect because it is so soothing and it I don't know. It's hard to describe how the song makes me feel, but overall, I think I'm just so happy that she just put out this random cover because she wanted to. She just felt like it, so she just did it, and I love that because with the way that the music industry is now and the internet, it's like, who cares about the structures of how things used to be? Like, if you want to, if you're a singer and you want to put something out, like, just go ahead and put it out, so... I hope an album's coming, but even if it's not, I just love to know that she's capable of doing this. Like, she she gets it. Like, she gets that she could just, like, put something out on YouTube and it's out. And I think it's really interesting that she didn't do any kind of promotion on it or anything. Yeah. Like, nothing. Like, no, I thought maybe she would zoom in to, like, Good Morning uh-huh. America, you know? Um, so that's really interesting. I don't know why she didn't do that. Maybe she's, like, building up her confidence to sing – live again hopefully it was like ripping off a band-aid like okay i put it out there and um i'm eager and i'm hungry to release the rest yeah hopefully well let's get into this christmas special which i just think is so much more of the real jessica than the last christmas special which is the Nick and Jessica's family Christmas, which has its own place in pop culture, you know, the skits and everything like it's very silly. It's very overproduced, glossy, kind of 
it's so early 2000s and and that kind of vibe and this is just more like who jessica really is yeah like the first christmas special it's very like i loved it when i was in ninth grade but now watching it present day i'm kind of like oh this is kind of like cheesy i remember in ninth grade like of course i was obsessed with jessica back then and had her pictures all in my locker and binder and my english teacher the day after it aired he was like did you watch that cheesy jessica simpson christmas special he was like i watched it because of you and i was like yeah i loved it he was like it was cheesy and i was like no it wasn't cheesy like so defensive but now watching it as an adult i'm like yeah he was right it's kind of cheesy yeah and i hate that they lip sync the first song yeah i mean it feels so weird yeah it feels weird because you're not used to seeing jessica do that yeah and i don't know why they did because she didn't lip sync the other songs so I don't know. It was weird. Maybe there was just a sound issue, but I just felt like that whole thing gets the special off to a weird start because right away, like it opens with that skit of her being dumb and, you know, making eggnog with eggshells in it and Nick being like, come on, Jessica, you know, looks at camera like it's just so it's just that that persona that she had to do for a while. And then it goes right into this lip synced song. And I just feel like if I wasn't a Jessica fan and I turned this on, I would be like, this is dumb. These two people are not talented. Why are they lip syncing on a recorded show? And this one, if I didn't know who Jessica was and I just turned it on, I would be like, oh my God, I love this and I love her. (laughs) Yeah, or at least you would be like, oh, she has a great voice. Like, it's just almost, I mean, it is just basically a a concert. I don't know what you would call it. Like, the only thing that cuts in is like when she visits the troops but basically, other than that, it's just her on stage with the mic, and she sounds great. She sounds amazing. And I think it's interesting that she opened it with Hark, the Herald Angels Sing, because that's not on the album, right? Unless, is it like a bonus track or something? It's on Rejoice. Oh, right, right. So it's on Rejoice, and this is promoting her new Christmas album, but it's on her old Christmas album. So I think it's interesting that they didn't have her start with My Only Wish, which we'll get to because that was the single and everything or like something from the new album. But I I do love that it's the opening because it has such good energy and she's, you know, it's the whole choir and it's just so Jessica. It's like how she ends Irresistible with um his eyes on the sparrow you know like it's just her church roots yeah that's one of my favorite songs on rejoice so i'm like not mad that she included it included it in this special yes and she looks so good she's wearing this sequin low-cut gown it's like a navy or like is it like dark green or dark blue i I don't know It was hard to tell, but she looks so good. And she has like an old Hollywood hairstyle with soft curls. And it's just such a good look for her. And I mean, like, I was like, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I love that this happened after the whole mom jeans thing. And she does not look heavy by any means, but she doesn't look like the extremely skinny Dukes of Hazard look either. And I just think that it's so 
special and important to note that after that whole mom jeans thing, she didn't starve herself and get back to that Dukes of Hazard look and do a whole magazine cover. She just seems so happy with herself and she looks so good. And I think it's such a good example that she set for women, which is when they attacked her, she was just like, yeah, I'm going to be whatever weight that I want to be. Because in 2010, things were still... Mm -hmm. That was not that long after she went through all of that. That was like a, a year after that. Yeah, I'm just really, I'm just really proud of her. She looks so good and she doesn't have to conform to anything that, I mean, getting attacked like that in the public, so many people would have gone on a crash diet and done the bikini photo shoot or whatever and right. did a Weight Watchers campaign and all that kind of stuff. She's still very fit and thin. She doesn't look big at all. She just isn't the size zero and I love that because everything that she wrote in her book like it all lines up perfectly that she was like I'm not gonna do this anymore you know and I'm just really happy that even though we know that she's had all these struggles getting a tummy tuck and like being embarrassed after she had her baby and everything that she didn't look good or whatever um those are struggles that stay with us in life but I just think it's so it's so amazing and it's just such a testament to how strong she is you know yeah I think she just started dating Eric like a few months before this aired. So I think that's like a testament to like their relationship, like just her comfort level and happiness and love that wasn't like you can, it just really like radiates off of her. Like she just feels, she just feels and sings and looks like so comfortable. Yes, she's glowing. Like she has that love glow to her. I actually thought maybe she was pregnant. And then I realized that the timing didn't line up with Maxwell's birth. So um, she wasn't pregnant, but she just had she still has that glow of I don't know, like you could tell she got her, her mojo back. Whereas I don't know, some of the times that you saw her. Yes, yeah, she's always she's always Jessica. and She always looks fabulous. But I don't know. She seems so much happier than when she was with John Mayer or Tony Romo. I mean, yeah, John Mayer for sure. But um, I don't know. She seemed happy with Tony Romo. I just don't think it was meant to be. Like, maybe I'm just biased because some of the songs that, like, You're My Sunday is one of my favorite songs. And Do You Know is just, like, a, a great album. And that was, like, around the Tony time frame. So, but also, like, the breakup songs for John on the album are also, like, my favorite. So, I don't know. Just... Like I like I already said, everything happens for a reason, so it does. It does. And I will definitely, definitely have you back on when we eventually get to that album. Which I cannot wait for. Okay, so then she gets into Mary Did You Know. I actually didn't know this song before this album. Yeah, I don't know that song either. Yeah, that was not a staple in my house growing up like some of these other songs were. So my, I basically only listened to Jessica's version. I don't, I don't know if I've heard anyone else do it. And this for me, I like her little story about how when I pray, I think about how, you know, Mary didn't know that her son would be Jesus, like this amazing, all-powerful being or whatever. And um, I like that when she shares personal stories like that. And like I've always said on this podcast, she has a way of sharing her religion with us that doesn't sound like preachy or like she's pushing it. She's just like, yeah, this is how I feel. Um, I don't know. It's still probably the biggest skip for me on this album. I don't know. Just the lyrics are just, I don't know. It's like a weird Christmas song. And I love, I'm not even that religious, but I'm drawn to like Mary stuff. I have a Mary 
tattoo and I love like religious artwork and stuff but this song like it's not even about Mary it's like all about her baby and I don't know it's just weird like Jessica sounds good but like I don't know the song is like probably the biggest skip on the the album for me okay okay I hear you this definitely isn't my favorite on the album but I love how Jessica sounds and her passion for it and I also like how I like when people have Christmas albums and there is a song that I don't really know or one that's not as done because this is her second Christmas album by this point and you don't want it to be boring. I'm just like, right. oh, what's this song? And like, I always forget about this song and then when it comes on, I'm like, oh yeah, I like I like her version of it. So then we have, I totally forgot that Carly Simon is in this right. special, which is everything. Yes. And John Forte on guitar, they do God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen, kind of like a reggae version yeah. of it. I didn't know this song either, really, but I love the reggae version. And for those who don't know, Carly Simon sings You're So Vain. Yes, she is a freaking icon. Ugh. And that album cover of uh, that You're So Vain is on, she has like a periwinkle sweater. Mm-hmm. But like you can see her nipples through the It's like such a cute, hot <laughs> thing. Just I want that sweater, that periwinkle blue sweater with her nips showing it's iconic and i mean she is one of the greats so i was really really excited to see her and i i loved it like it added such a different flavor to the whole special so that was one of my favorite moments and then we get into i love this song this is one of my favorite jessica songs my only wish yeah i mean it's really upbeat and i like my only wish i think that kiss me for christmas might have been a stronger single and i love that she wrote both of those songs i hate that uh my only wish got compared to like so many other christmas singles but it's like okay like all the halloween songs have similar themes like of course christmas songs have similar themes like but i do enjoy this song and the the lyrics are really cute and even though it does like have a similar theme and sound to some other like Christmas singles. I think that she has like some original lyrics that when she delivers it, you can tell that she had a, a hand in writing it. Yeah, I just love the melody and the beat of this song. Like this is one of those songs that I I like completely forget about and then Christmas starts and I'm like, oh my God. And I play this song over and over again. And I think it's really cute. Like, I see why they're comparing it to I mean, the biggest one is All I Want for Christmas is You. But it's like you're saying, like, how many different things can we talk about here? It's Christmas. <laughs> it's If you're doing a Christmas love song, it's either one of those sad, like, you know, Last Christmas or Blue Christmas. Or it's like, you're all I want for Christmas. You know, I don't want toys or jewelry or whatever. I just want you. And it's like, I don't know. There's not that many different things you can do with that theme. And I just, I like her version of it. It might not be a smash, like, All I Want for Christmas is You, but, I mean, Gwen Stefani has a song, My Gift is You. I love that. That one I probably like. I like more than this one, but that's the same concept. You know, Britney has My Only Wish this year. That's the same concept. It's like, there's not that much more you can say about it. (laughs) Yeah. But I really love, I love the song, and I love her performance of it. And I'm happy that she had a couple that she wrote on this one. Yeah, I like that she performed it, like, at Regis and Kelly. I don't know, she did a little bit of promo for the album that that was all 
always a song that she sang. And I remember the Macy's commercial, which I can't find now. Like I tried looking and I couldn't find it, but it was like a Black Friday commercial and the alarm that the couple set to wake up to get to Macy's instead of like an alarm, it was Jessica in their bedroom and it was like <laughs> lights going off and she was singing my only wish. It was really cute. See, I wonder why they would do like all that promo on it, but they wouldn't do a, a video. Um, I don't know, but uh, the Rejoice videos were uh, so... Uh, yeah (laughs) the rejoice videos are so half-assed if you guys haven't seen them go watch them it's so funny it's like jessica in front of a green screen (laughs) i think they made those just for like i remember when they aired that abc special and they had like a commercial for rejoice and it was just like cheesy clips of those videos so i think they filled filmed those videos just to be like cheesy and search for a commercial i don't think they like intended for them to be like actually interpreted as yeah yeah i agree i don't know i just wish that it would have been so cute to see a christmas music video with her for this yeah she could have plugged like her macy's line or her perfume or something like she did in the come on over video like she could have just like tied her product to the whole thing and had macy's pay for it oh totally I, i think i mean obviously we've said she doesn't need to do anything She could just sit home and collect her checks. But I do think she kind of misses an opportunity to, like, why doesn't she blend her music with her line? Like, why doesn't she use any of her songs to promote her line? I mean, I'm surprised. I I mean, I guess, like, with something, some of her songs she probably doesn't have the rights to use, I guess. Like, her earlier ones. But, like, I can't believe she doesn't have a perfume called Irresistible. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that all would tie in so well. Or put your song Fiend in a damn ad for Fiend. She did a song for her uh, workout line, though, like which didn't sound like her at all. Really? What was that? Um, She was like, gonna make you work for it. It's like when uh, the warm-up first came out. It like does not sound like her at all. Like You really have to listen and be like, oh my god, like that's her. That's weird. I'll have to um, find it later and send it to you, but I'm sure it's still on Instagram. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know why, like, even if she's not going to release something as a full single, I'm surprised she doesn't record just little promo singles or whatever to pair with the line. But then again, it's a lot of work, and she probably already is working really hard, so I get it. But there's so many opportunities there to blend the music and her line. But I guess we'll have to see in the future because – now that she's doing music again, I think there is an opportunity for that. I guess we'll just have to see. Like, that sounds like it's Linda Perry produced, right? Yeah, when was that? 2016. I'm going to send it to you. Okay. Yeah, like, it doesn't sound like her at first, right? Yeah, I kind of like her doing a, a more rock thing, though. Like, I would love to see how that right. would turn out in a full song. That was definitely different. Okay, so the next track that we have on the special is Merry Christmas, Baby. And I will talk about the Willie Nelson version later when we talk about the rest of the album. But this one is with Travis Garland, who I've never heard of aside from this special. Have you? Uh, I have not. No, but I like their performance. He has you a nice do? voice. Yeah. Girl, I disagree with you. Uh, 
know. He just, I don't know. It reminds me of like that 2010 American Idol era of like male singers and just that he was doing that like woo woo I don't know just it was like chaotic and the the I don't know it just did not match the vibe with the rest of the special like I love the song with Willie on the album but like the performance he and then he showed up wearing that to like you're about to sing with <laughs> Jessica Simpson and you wore like sneakers and a, a white button up with a tie and a like a I don't know just <sighs> Anyway, why do you love it? <laughs> I'll talk more about it when we get to the Willie version because, look, I like this performance, but he's no Willie. But I do – I love the performance probably just because I love the song and I like the arrangement that they did. But the next segment is, I'm sure, more of a favorite of yours because it's I'll Be Home for Christmas. And she duets with this guy, John Britt, who you said you tried to find on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> He's credited as Johnny Britt on the album, and here he's credited as John Britt, so I don't know. Oh, maybe I should have looked up Johnny Britt. That's what I was going to say, because when you, when you said John, I like didn't remember. But yes, I think it's awesome that she collabed with a member of the United States Navy as opposed to, you know, some other celebrity. Like, she's just so genuine with her love and support of the troops, and I love this whole montage of her in the studio and her overseas visiting them and really like taking the time to not just entertain them, but spend time with them and hear all their stories. Yeah. So I was the next ship deployed after this one. So if she would have waited just a few months, like I would have been able to see her. So I remember when this came out, I was like trying to do some digging and whenever we would leave, like I was on the same type of, ship like aircraft carrier whenever we would i would always get seasick like i was always having to take medicine and stuff getting seasick so i remember looking up the people on that ship and kind of asking them about her visit and they said that she was there for i think she spent one or two nights and that she was like sick the whole time and that they were kind of complaining about her being sick but i was like of course she's sick. She, like, gets flown onto an aircraft carrier, and then she's on a boat that she's not used to. Like, I get sick, and I'm used to it. They said she drank a lot of sugar-free Red Bull, which, I mean, of course, like, I'm sure she did. <laughs> and that they had a, like, American Idol-type competition, and she watched, and that's how they picked who would be on the album with her. Wow, that is so cool. Yeah. So I was like... I definitely would not have sang in front of her because I can't sing anyways. But, like, imagine the guts that you have to have to, like, sing in front of Jessica Simpson and in front of, like, everybody else on the ship. So The fact that she would even give someone that opportunity is amazing to me instead of trying to get, I don't know. You know, she has Willie Nelson on the album. Who knows who else she could have gotten as a collab? And it just goes uh -huh. to show that she she i mean i think like there's a lot of celebrities that visit the troops and stuff but she's one of those people that just very consistently shows that she really does care and she tries to show whatever appreciation she can for these people that are away from their families and obviously it's super emotional to have it be playing with this song you know were you away from your family on Christmas when you were serving? We came back like right before Christmas. Like on my longest deployment was seven months. So we left in May and came back in December, like right before 
Christmas, but I don't think that I got to. No, I didn't get to go home for that Christmas. I got to go home for like New Year's because even if you come back, you still have to like stand duty and stand watch, and you can't. I mean, obviously, there's you can't leave the the ship unattended. But I think I only had to miss one Christmas, if I remember correctly. Still, it's it's so hard on families, you know, and what they go through. I just think it's awesome that she's gets out there and like just the how many visits that she's done. She's done so many more than a lot of celebrities that I've seen that'll do it like once or something. Which like even if you do it once, that's amazing. But she's just so consistent with her support of the troops, you know. Yeah. She's the best. And obviously her version of it, I mean, this is just one of those classic songs that we all know. And her version of it is there's nothing like, oh my God, I have to mention this about it. It's just like a really nice cover. It's a it's her doing a beautiful ballad from the heart, which is what we love. Yeah, and they flew him to Rockefeller Center and he got to sing it with her like at the Christmas tree lighting. He so did. I'm sure they like put him up and like took good care of him and stuff yeah i wonder if you can find it like if it's on youtube or anything but so that's also like really nice that, uh, i just love her she's just so genuine and i know that she also did she did the tree lighting the thanksgiving day parade like you said she did regis and kelly access hollywood jimmy fallon and the early show so i know some of these must be available so i'm gonna try to find them and post them oh i found it you I'll did send it to you. Yep. yay thank you the next segment is really cute. She does Here Comes Santa Claus with the Girl Scouts. And I immediately recognized their little vests because I was a brownie. <laughs> I was a girl and I was a junior. Oh, I can picture you as a Girl Scout. <laughs> oh, totally. I was at those little like dances, sock hop things, square dance. I did all of it. It's cute because once again, she, you know, she's like having kids come up on stage with her like she did with the reality tour when she has all of her fans on stage and stuff and I just think it's so cute how she has them all on stage and then Sansa actually comes out and I love when he comes out because she's singing and she goes Santa you came to town (laughs) (laughs) I like when he gives her the candy cane and she was like oh I've been good this year I know it's so cute and then she says that the Girl Scouts are the future and they're the women that will change the world and they're the future leaders. And I'm like, yes! <laughs> like, feminism. Female empowerment. It was very Spice Girls, which I love. So next we have something that you described as a choice. It's the performance with Miss Ashley Simpson, now Ashley Simpson Ross, then Ashley Simpson Wentz of... And so this is Christmas, which is the cover of the famous iconic song by John and Yoko. So what do we think of this performance, Derek? Okay. So whereas the Little Drummer Boy performance is iconic, this one, um, they should have chosen another song for Ashley to come out on. I don't know. It's, It's not terrible, but... I don't know. It should have just been Jessica on this track and they should have picked another song for Ashley to come out and sing with her on because their voices just kind of don't. There's not like a a nice, comfortable kind of back and forth seesaw like there is in The Little Drummer Boy. Like this is very like Jessica is 98% and Ashley's about like 2%. Yes. 
you're completely right. If you're going to have somebody on doing a duet, especially if it's your concert, I'm not saying this is Jessica's fault, but the producers, whoever, Joe, like if you're featuring someone, you have to make sure that the feature is extremely flattering to them. And this is the same in any type of performance, acting, whatever. You don't want to be the amazing singer in the okay performance. You want to be one of two amazing performers operating at the same level and that's not what's happening here (laughs) you're right jessica's belting and ashley isn't given the same not that and she's not really a belter but like i don't know what song it would be but there there needed to be a song that ashley could shine to and jessica could take like kind of a backseat for some of the song because this is like the epitome of why shadow exists (laughs) and then she's like randomly jumping and bouncing around and like i don't just it's 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 weird it's i don't know it's very different (laughs) i don't think i hate it as much as you do i I just love seeing them on stage together yeah together at all i like seeing ashley and her voice isn't bad like she sounds good but it's just not for this track it's not for jessica it's not meant to be a duo It, it sounds better when she sings it by herself it just I don't know. I'm sure Ashley probably picked this song because it's like you said, like a a Beatles kind of throwback. And maybe she thought it was like rock, more rock than other stuff and cool. But for some reason, it just doesn't work. Like it almost seems like they practiced it once and they were like, okay, it's great. And then they came out and this was like their second time doing it. I'm not trying to criticize anyone's looks, but Ashley seems like, I mean, she's always beautiful. She's Ashley, but she like when you told me that you didn't like this performance, I replied and I was like I think Ashley was going through something and you definitely get that sense maybe it was her marriage yeah I mean they divorced a year later that's yeah she doesn't seem like alive like the way and she doesn't seem like her cute powerful self even when she would perform and she wasn't at her best like if she would do a performance of like Lala which is a really hard song to sing live and she's been made fun of for performances of that and stuff there's still even if she didn't sound perfect there was still a lot of power behind it and passion behind it and you can tell she was having a great time and putting everything into it and this just feels like it almost feels like wrong like there's just something off about her yeah I agree but we love you Ashley It's too bad she didn't perform her really weird Christmas past, present, and future song. Yeah, her and Evan should put out a Christmas duet together. I feel like that would probably suit their voices better. That would be so good. I could completely see that. I like at the end how Jessica says, please give it up for Little Miss Rockstar, Ashley Simpson Wentz. That part is really cute. But then Ashley gives her a high five, and I'm like, what? Like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just feel like something was going on with Ashley. Like, she was just, like, not in the best place, I guess. I don't don't know. We all have those phases, so. Oh, my goodness. Yes, we all have those moments, and we love you, Ashley. But Jessica changed. She's wearing a cute – I like the other dress better, but – I agree. I like the other one better, too. Yeah, this one is very Christmassy, and it kind of, like, matches with Ashley. Like, Ashley's wearing a halter long gown, which, like, this – her look, too, is very – not Ashley. Like it it no. feels like and the dress is too long and she's like having to hold it up the whole time. Yeah, it doesn't feel like she's comfortable in it. And Jessica, yes, I like the other gown better, but this one too, like she just looks so cute and like sparkly. I like her hair better here. I like that style when she like pins back the half top of it but then like kind of pushes the sides to the front. I think that's really cute and suits her face. Yes. She looks adorable. So then we have 
another track from Rejoice, Oh Holy Night, and she performs it with Trey Lorenz, and she says that somebody from her team just happened to run into him outside the studio and was like, oh, hey, do you want to come sing with Jessica? And that's how this collab happened. And Oh Holy Night is one of my all-time favorite, if not my favorite, Christmas song. So I love this. I mean, I'm always, always up for a Jessica performance of Oh Holy Night, and he's obviously great, too. What do you think of this? Yeah, I'm not too big on the religious Christmas songs. Like, I like more of the secular ones. But this one is one that I always listen to. Like, her, her voice... Even though I'm like not in, that into the sentiment behind the song, like her voice is just it like gives you goosebumps, especially like when she hits the notes, and especially with him, like they their voices sound great together. Like he is a great singer, way better than the the guy that she, what was his name, Travis Garland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way better than him, and they just complement each other really well. And whereas like her and Ashley, it kind of seems like they didn't practice. Like, it seems like her and him didn't really practice, but the, like, organicness of the situation makes it work really well. I don't know, they just sound really good. She always delivers with this song, so I'm not surprised. Like, it's just great. It's, like, one of the highlights of the the special. Yes, and Brian McKnight is great. Not to, like, compare, but I I like this one better than... Yeah, I do too. For those of you who haven't seen the other special, she performed this song with Brian McKnight on Nick and Jessica's Family Christmas. And this one I like a lot more. So then we have this departure where Jessica talks about how she really wanted to get Willie out for the special, but he couldn't because he's on the road. So he flew her out to his ranch and they do this song together called Away in a Manger. And Jessica refers to him as her mentor one of her angels and dearest friends which i think is so sweet yeah i love when they collab like the i will be your full song from the audiobook of open book like that's my favorite song their voices just fit so well together and i'm not sure what it is i mean maybe they just know that they like have magic when they collab because they've been friends ever since and have released three songs now it's like perfect like it's like two puzzle pieces connecting their voices for some reason just really complement each other and I don't know I love seeing her with Willie me too their relationship's so cute I completely agree anytime they're together it just makes sense it just feels right I really wish that they would do a whole album together honestly yeah that would be dope and a tour a joint tour uh, we have so many ideas. She just needs to tell us to this podcast and take note. Honestly, like, I am ready to be her manager. Who is her manager? Because we know it's not Joe. Uh, I don't know. The job seems open, and I'm ready. <laughs> right. I also like how she says, everything's easier with Willie. And then Willie gets into his Christmas song, which is called Pretty Paper. He actually wrote this song in 1963. Do you know the story behind it? No. So I looked it up. It says the song tells the story of a street vendor who, during the Christmas season, sells pencils and paper on the streets. In October 1963, while walking in his farm in Ridgetop, Tennessee, Nelson was inspired to write the song after he remembered a man that he often saw while he lived in Fort Worth, Texas. The man had his legs amputated and moved with rollers, selling paper and pencils in front of Leonard's department store. To attract the attention of the people, the man would yell, pretty paper, pretty paper. In 2013, so 50 years later, the Fort Worth Star-Telegram identified this man as Frankie Briarton of Santo, Texas. Briarton refused to use a wheelchair, 
choosing instead to crawl as he learned to move while growing up after his legs were affected by a spinal disorder. Briarton sold pencils in Fort Worth, Dallas, and Houston. He suffered from childhood meningitis, and while both legs below the knee were atrophied, they were not amputated. How crazy is that? That this man found a way to get around without a wheelchair. The fortitude that you would have to have. I'm not surprised that Willie was inspired to write a song about him. Aww, so sweet. I know, I feel so bad. I wonder, it doesn't say if he was still alive in, in 2013 when they... It sounds like he was because they got the backstory on him. So I don't know if they interviewed him or like a family member or something. But I just love the uniqueness of that story because like we said before, so many Christmas songs are kind of about the same things. And this yeah. is like an interesting, unique story. And Dolly and Willie actually ended up performing it on her album, A Holly Dolly Christmas, that came out in 2020. They're all connected. Oh, they all need to get together. Her I know. I know. Isn't that so cool? That was just a little backstory. So I actually really like that Jessica gave Willie like his own song. This is her special, mm-hmm. and she just gives him his time to shine because she knows he's amazing and people want to see him. He's a legend. So she's like, this is only going to make my special better. I'm sure it was just organic too. Like I'm sure like he was just in the mood singing Christmas songs and they just like kept the film rolling and they're like, can we include this? And he's like, just like, yeah, whatever. I actually went to a Willie Nelson concert with my mom because she wanted to go. So she bought the tickets and I was her date. And um, she, she had just like gotten a stint put in. So like she couldn't walk and I had to like carry her on my back, like from the parking lot to the concert. Yeah, it was a good concert, though. I'm glad I I got to see Willie Nelson. Yeah, isn't he? I mean, he's still going strong. Right? Yeah, he's amazing. It's the weed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember one time, I think it was Howard Stern, he, like, called Woody Harrelson for an interview because Woody was promoting a movie and he was just doing, like, a standard press tour, but he was doing it over the phone. And Woody was just like, yeah, I'm here with Willie Nelson in Hawaii. Like, we're getting high. (laughs) (laughs) Howard was like, that's the life. Like, I don't know what I'm doing here. Like, I want to come hang out with you guys. Do you think Jessica has smoked with him? I say yeah. I mean. She's for sure smoked with Eric. Like, I'm not even going to go into, like, how I know, but, like, she for (laughs) sure has. I mean, you would have to. Right. I feel like you would have to. Like just, to. like, just to, like, tell your grandkids, like, oh, yeah, I smoked with Willie Nelson. And you know that Willie has the best stuff, too. Right. So, so you say, yeah, you think she has? Yeah, I'm going to go with yes. Yeah, I agree. To me, like, I, you know, I don't drink very much at all, but I love weed. So, like, <laughs> it's really hard for me to sleep. And I'm not saying I don't take it recreationally because I do, but, like, I take it all the time to sleep. Like, I have edibles. And... I, I just think it's so much better than alcohol for whatever you're using alcohol for. Like I would I would rather use weed ten times out of ten. So I know everyone has different opinions on it, but I think if Jessica was like, Oh, I never drink, I never do anything, then that would be different. But if she liked drinking at one point, I'm sure. If Willie Nelson is sitting there saying like, Let's share a joint, I don't know. I can't imagine her saying no, especially if they're in the studio and stuff. Yeah, I feel like maybe when they're filming Dukes of Hazard, like at that age, she probably said no and like didn't go in there when the, all the bros were smoking weed. But I feel like Eric, since being with Eric, um, Eric smokes with his hippie ass. So I love Eric. <laughs> <laughs> and Evan for sure. They both have like those hippie vibes. They probably have a, a joint tucked in their ear, like when they're at home on a chill night. Yeah, I could see it for sure. So. 
next we have Jingle Bell Rock. And I actually love her version of this song. I actually forgot that it was on this album because it's not on Spotify. I had to go to YouTube to listen to Jingle Bell Rock and Silent Night. But her version of this, I think I would rather listen to than basically any version of it that I've heard. Um, it's kind of like a filler track for me. Like, I don't know, the song overall is like kind of repetitive and not one of my favorite Christmas songs. But her voice sounds great. Her version of the track is great. Yeah, I don't really care about the song in general. Like, it's not one that I ever go to listen to on purpose, except on this album. Maybe just really? because, yeah, like, I don't know. I just love her version of it. This year when I was, because I didn't, I don't think I listened to it last year because I was listening to it on Spotify. And then this year when I started playing Christmas music, I was like, why is this listed on the track listing, but it's not here on Spotify? So then I went to YouTube and listened to it. And I was like, oh, this is just going to be like you're saying, filler or whatever. And I was like, I love her version of it. I think she sings really well on it. Oh, it's not on Spotify? Oh. Maybe it was like a bonus track on the physical CD. Mm-hmm. Is that what it was? I think so. And then we have Silent Night, which I like the intro on the album like for me this is just it's a nice version of the song it there's nothing like super remarkable about it yeah like i said i'm not too like keen on the religious tied christmas music but this is one of the ones where her like conviction and delivering it makes it really pleasant and like i'll i'll listen to it so i really enjoy her silent night it's kind of like oh holy night like okay how many christmas songs about (laughs) the subject can you make but i prefer oh holy night like her version to this but still silent night is she delivers it really well like her voice like goes to a calm place and it's like i know like i say her voice is soothing but like this is like soothing in a a different kind of way like almost like a, a lullaby type of way like i really love her version of this song and this performance on the christmas special it's lovely and then we have save the best for last i love this performance of have yourself a merry little christmas yeah i don't think anybody can top the original by judy garland like her version is just it is the best it is so i don't think jessica i mean jessica's my number one but i'm sorry like your version is not beating the the judy garland version i totally hear you i love judy's version i even love it in because obviously it's from meet me in st louis but i love when they they have meet me in st louis on in like the background of the family stone have you seen that movie which one is that it's like oh it's with sarah jessica parker Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah i've seen that i love that movie and i love the scene where they have it on and it's just playing in the background, but then it becomes the song that they're playing over this montage of the family. Like, it makes me cry every time. And it's not even the movie that the song was made for, but it's still that powerful playing over a different story. So I agree with you. No no one can top Judy, but I love Jessica's version of it, too. So that is the special. I feel like she packed a lot into less than an hour. There's so much here, and I just feel like... It sucks that this is basically like the last music that we got or the last like special. Concert, yeah. I wish that she would do another one. It would be so cool if she did a Christmas concert this year because she has so many Christmas songs that she's done. Like she has two albums full. And I feel like there's a lot of – when artists come out with Christmas albums, every year they end up – I feel like Kelly Clarkson and Gwen Stefani, they're always performing on Christmas specials and stuff just because they have Christmas albums. Obviously, Mariah is, like, the queen of it, but a lot of other artists, too, like, you don't have to have a Christmas album coming out this 
year to do a special or to appear on shows it's kind of like once you record a christmas album you're like a christmas fixture so i wish that she would just surprise us and mm-hmm. do it doesn't even have to be a whole special but just something you know mm-hmm. i mean i still hear her christmas music being played in the store like whenever i go shopping like just this past weekend her cover of let it snow was playing in target and i was like <gasps> and snapping <laughs> my friends oh my and stuff yeah i always hear her christmas music in the store yes i heard one of her songs her christmas songs too i can't remember which one it was but i think it was in cvs and it was really funny because i was i was like oh my god this is jessica and i like sang a little bit of it and then my mom and i were like whatever shopping and then we were looking at the perfume and my mom goes what perfume do you have on it smells so good and i was like oh, jessica simpson <laughs> <laughs> what did you have on Fane? fancy forever Oh, okay. That one's too feminine for me. I, I asked for it for Christmas last year and my mom got it for me. And I was like, uh, I'm just going to keep this in a box to collect. I really like it. I like Fiend better, but Fiend doesn't stay on me very long, unfortunately. Yeah, it's very light. I've read a lot of uh, reviews on the HSN of people saying that, that they say it doesn't stay that long. Oh my god, those reviews are so negative. I saw that too. Well, one thing that you learn in school is like people only leave reviews when they're pissed. Like if they get a product or something and they're like pleased with it, they're not going to like go on there and be like, yeah, it was great. It was, I enjoyed it. But if they're pissed off, like that's the only time people leave reviews. So reviews are always like very skewed to that side of things anyways. I know. That's why I always try to leave reviews for my favorite local businesses and stuff. Even just a few sentences. Oh, really? adds to their yeah like it adds to their overall score of you know stars so um, i try to do it nice. whenever i think of it i don't do that i just eat, eat there often if i like it i don't think to like make a, a profile what's it called yelp yeah you could do it on yelp you could do it on google or you could do it on facebook oh, okay maybe i'll start leaving the google reviews you should i think it's a nice way to like brighten someone's day you know especially yeah. a smaller business so let's get into the album now because we talked a lot about most of the songs that were performed in the special but not all of them were in the special so as i said i love my only wish that's the opening song that was the single that was what she performed on all of the shows then right after that we go into this mashup that she did which i love that she did a mashup because again we hear these songs every year so often all these different albums basically you know very similar versions and so she mashed up here comes santa claus and santa claus is coming to town so what do you think of this one i I love this mashup and i love the track i have like a a holidays playlist with like all of my favorite christmas songs and this is on it it's very upbeat compared to some of the the slower christmas songs and i think her voice just fits it really well. We already talked about the performance, but it's like a highlight of the special for me too. This was one of the songs that my friend snapped me and it was playing in the grocery store. So I'm so happy this was playing in the grocery store because I feel like people <laughs> forget about this album. Yeah, maybe somebody will Shazam it be like oh i like this and then listen to it give her give our girl another stream they should because listen i love jessica you know this we all do here at the ashley and jessica cast but this album did not do well commercially its peak position on the billboard 200 was 123 and it says on wikipedia that it only sold 28,000 copies in the united states as of 2016 can that be true 
I mean, by 2010, nobody was really buying albums anymore anyways. Everything was streaming. Wasn't it like one of the top holiday albums, though? And like one of the, the top 50 holiday singles on iTunes? I mean, it's not great for her, especially compared to Rejoice. But again, it's like a Christmas album. It's not like an actual year-long album. I don't know. I think it did okay, especially for being like on an independent label. But it could have been better. Yeah, it debuted at number nine on the Billboard Independent Albums and number 23 on the Top Holiday Albums. It totally got shafted. And I'm here to say this is a good album and we need to celebrate it this time of year. Yeah, give her some streams. As Michael would say, give her her flowers. Yeah, don't give all all your flowers to rejoice. This needs some love too. And so now we come to something that I think is such a highlight of this album and such a beautiful, amazing vocal performance from Jessica with O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Yeah, this is another one of those (laughs) super religious-tied Christmas songs that I'm not like so hype about i don't know i love her enunciation of like israel and like those type of words in this song but this is like one of the if i had to give this a rating out of all the other ones it would be like a seven out of ten like it's a good a good track and her of course her conviction and her delivery of the song make it great but for me i don't think it's as filler as jingle bell rock but i'll skip it to get to the next song oh my goodness we differ because i love i love her version of this and I, this is another one i do not like i knew this one a little bit more than mary did you know but i do not listen to this song by anyone else but her version i just think is beautiful and actually before we started i was just laying on my couch in front of my christmas tree with my headphones in and i had a little magical Christmas moment of just like listening to this and just being like oh my gosh like it's Christmas and I love my tree and I I love Jessica and it was just like a nice Christmas moment (laughs) I think it starts out too slow for me is what the problem is but if I let it play and then it like slowly builds and then when she's like singing like rejoice read like Mm that the rejoice like climax of it like I really enjoy that and I like when it it picks up I think I just have to get over the like slow start of it it's just one of those songs that like it starts at like a one and then it goes to like a two three like it like it just slowly builds and it's like such a stark contrast from like Christmas songs that are usually like at the punch it's just like level 10 like it's so if I let it play and it gets to the climax I do enjoy that part but I just have to get over the slow start of it. <laughs> yeah, I like that it starts slow, though, because I like I like when Christmas songs are, like, haunting and, like, mysterious. Yeah, maybe that's why it, it kind of turns me off, like, the beginning of it. Like, it's the, the instrumentals are really, like, kind of, like, foggy. For me, it's a, it's one of the standouts, but I see where you're coming from as well. How do you feel about Breath of Heaven from Rejoice? Um, I like that one. And that one's beautiful. Yeah, it is. So you like that one more? I do. Yeah, to me, it's the same kind of like album highlight, but I do think I like Breath of Heaven a little bit more. So next we have I'll Be Home for Christmas with John Britt, which we already talked about. And happy Christmas, more is over. And I know that you said that this is better on the album and she's singing by herself, but I actually really think that she should have sung this with Willie as well. 
I don't know. I don't want to change this song at all because this is what is my favorite Jessica Christmas song of all time. Oh my gosh. Happy Xmas. Four is over. This is number one of my Christmas playlists. I just love her version of this song. It is, I don't even know how to like put it to words. Like, okay, of all time, I would say Judy Garland's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is probably number one, and this would be number two. Wow. And how do you feel about the original? I don't know if I have listened to the original. (laughs) Okay. So I was just wondering if it was like a favorite of yours before this. I feel like if I heard it, I would probably be like, oh, yeah, I have heard this like in the grocery store or something. But like off the top of my head, like I don't think that I listen to this. I'm like, I don't particularly go out of my way to listen to the Beatles or anything like that. Like I have like some of their songs or like standout tracks to me, like Let It Be or Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, like stuff like that. Like I enjoy, but like I don't go out of my way to listen to the the Beatles discography. So I don't know. I'll have to I'll have to look it up after this podcast and then I'll probably recognize it, but it's not like something in my rotation. Because mm-hmm. you said it was by uh John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Yes, it's actually not a Beatles song. It was it was post Beatles. Okay. It is one of those songs that's just played all the time this time of year. So I'm sure that you've heard it, but I agree with you. Like I love I am like the opposite. I'm a huge Beatles fan. Like I listen to the Beatles and I listen to uh John's post Beatles work a lot. But this song has never been my favorite Christmas song or anything, even though I love John and the Beatles and I love John and Yoko's whole love story. I like the message of the song and everything, but it just never was something that I would turn on right away when I was wanting to get into the Christmas spirit. But I love It's really optimistic. Like the lyrics well, the message is optimistic. I don't like the lyric when it's like uh, the yellow and red ones like uh, uh that's like problematic now like uh, but the uh, the message of the song is really optimistic i like how jessica does the the ending like the way she sings the ending is different than the uh-huh. original and i love that this is your all-time favorite jessica christmas song like i wouldn't have guessed that really what would you have guessed well once you didn't mention it in the special i was like I don't think it's Carol of the Bells. Is it Kiss Me for Christmas? Like, I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, I like that. You're not predictable. That's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) So next we have Mary Did You Know, which we already talked about. And next we have my favorite. I don't know if it's my favorite Jessica Christmas song. It's, It's really hard for me to pick, but I love this song in general. Merry Christmas, baby. It's one of my all-time favorites. My favorite version is Hanson's from Snowden, their uh, 1998 Christmas album. Is that with uh, Run Run Rudolph? Is that what I'm Okay, that's I like that song, that Christmas song by then. Yes, I love their... They have two Christmas albums as well. Hey guys, it's Leah interrupting myself. Derek and I went so far off topic and we started, you know, the two of us, we could just talk forever about pop culture. We really went off the rails and I wanted to keep this to Christmas and Jessica. So it's going to seem like a strange jump to the next topic, which is we start talking about New York. But I didn't want to cut this part out because Derek gets into this great story about when he went to New York City to see Jessica. And I really wanted to include that. So I just wanted to explain that that's why we go from talking about Hanson Christmas music straight to New York. Here you go. Have you spent a lot of time in New York at all? How many times have I been to New York? Wait, didn't you come to see Jessica? 
yeah i think that was my that was my first time my first time in new york was 2010 when she was promoting happy christmas and she was in the macy's parade i slept in the subway (laughs) i was in i was in the navy i was in a school and came up made like a sign and i was holding like my my copies of happy christmas and when her float came by i was like screaming and she looked at her publicist who was on a float with her and they like looked at each other like is somebody really like screaming for jessica simpson at this parade and she like looked back at me and she was like she looked so happy and delighted that somebody was there like holding a a sign for her and screaming and then she blew me a kiss and she just looked so excited that I was there. That's like a really good memory. But yeah, that was my first time. The last time I went was 2016. And Jessica Simpson was supposed to have a comeback and perform at the Today Show. So I booked tickets for that. And then she, of course, pulled out and the Jonas Brothers took her her slot for that day. But I was so bummed. And of course, you know, I was a broke college student and I bought the non-refundable tickets so like I reached out to her team and I was like I bought these tickets to come see Jessica like they're non-refundable can I at least like get a tour of the showroom and they did they gave me a tour for NYC apparel showroom so I got to go up to that and they showed me around and they were all really nice and I don't know so that was worth it when I come back and I will come back to New York. We should get together. And Amanda, too. That would oh be so God. fun. Yes, absolutely. We totally should. And Colleen from Jessica Newlywed Style is also from New Jersey. So oh, wow. we have to have a meetup of Jessica stands, And that would be amazing. But I totally forgot that you went to the showroom. And I never, I don't think I heard the whole story. But that is amazing that you had the balls to email them <laughs> and be like, look, I spent all this freaking money. I need to have some kind of Jessica experience. Right, yeah. <laughs> do for me. And that is amazing that they said yes. Like, this is what I'm talking about. She's such a genuine person. But it's like, you know, I spend so many hours on this podcast and I really don't even mind it because I feel like I'm supporting someone who, like, actually deserves it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Can you talk a little bit? I mean, I know that we're not talking about Christmas anymore, but, like... <laughs> We will finish the the Christmas. I mean, it was around Christmas time when I went, though. So okay, so same thing. What was it like in the in the showroom? It was like on the like eleventh floor of like a building, and so it wasn't like its own like building. It was basically where the department store representatives, like Macy's or Dillard's or whatever, they would go and walk through, and they would be like, "Okay, I want this for my store. I want this for my store." It was basically apparel beautifully laid out in these showrooms they had like a they had like a a little girl's clothing showroom and then they had like um the adult jessica simpson showroom and it's like you walk through kind of like a a a u-shape and look at all of the stuff and pick out what you want to sell in your store so they had all of the samples laid out and you know big pictures of her the signature like lit up i'll send you the videos from like my snapchat video were you allowed to take videos or was that stealth no they didn't they didn't say anything oh my god that's so cool i love that that is so i'm so happy that you got to do that i know right that's like i don't know if i would i don't know younger me was like much more bold now i'm like so reserved and i don't think i would like reach out like ask for that but again i was probably just like i spent all this money and i can't get it back and i'm like 
I need some kind of Jessica something, so. I freaking love you for doing that. Like, I would never, <laughs> ever do that, but I love that. That's so awesome. Well, like I said, I love Merry Christmas, baby. <laughs> and... I love this version of it. I love this like rock and roll jazzy version with Willie. I think that they both sound amazing on it. I just love their take on it. And it's definitely my favorite on the album. Yeah, the track on the album is much less hectic than the Christmas special. Like I enjoy every song that her and Willie have done. I don't know, like even like she channels that kind of rocker voice in this track and it's just it's different than the rest of the album yet all of the tracks and like the instrumentals and the the way that it's like composed they all tie together like really well it's just a really mature sound Mm -hmm. her voice is growly on this one yeah i love it i would love for her to, to go in that direction more so next we have kiss me for christmas which i'm surprised that you like this one better than the other original because these are all, of course, like most Christmas albums, mostly covers. And then Kiss Me for Christmas and My Only Wish, she wrote with Tricky Stewart. And I think this song is super 90s, especially like the background sound effects and stuff. I could have seen this coming out around the time of Sweet Kisses. I did not get that vibe at all. Really? What are your thoughts? It almost, some of her like afflictions in this almost remind me of our, I guess I should say particles reminds me of some of the afflictions in this. Like when she says, in front of the fire, like the way she like draws out fire in this, like I love that part. Oh my God. Like when it, when it gets to that part in the song, when she says in front of the fire, it's just like, oh my God, like, I don't know, but I love like her inflection of that word in this song for some reason. And I love every time she says unwrap me now, like the way she sings Mm -hmm. unwrap is like, I love her inflection on that. Like just key words of this song make it for me. Like this is like a standout. Like this is probably behind wars over for me on this, this album. I don't know. I really love this track and it had to grow on me. Like it wasn't my favorite when this album initially came out but now that i'm older like i love 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 this track well maybe it'll grow on me too i do love the way she says do you believe i wouldn't Mm -hmm. say it's a bad song by any means it's just it sounds a little dated to me but i also love 90s ballads so it's not like that's a bad thing then we have have yourself a merry little christmas which we talked about and then we have another one of my all-time favorite in general i love carol of the bells but i'm not crazy about her version of it how do you feel about it um like i'm not crazy about this song in general but i think that her vocals are like really strong this song i don't think i've ever tried to sing it i don't think i ever will try to sing it because i can imagine how hard it is to sing this song but i think she sounds like i don't know her version to me is the best version of the song that i've heard Well, I think the reason why I prefer this album over Rejoice is because I, and I've talked about it before, like some of the more breathy performances that she has done, I feel like some of the vocal affectations that she was doing around this time, like I'm not crazy about. I like when she just sings. And this one, I feel like her voice is a little too breathy for me. This is not the type of song that you can be belting and like, it's almost like the breathiness fits this song. Like in other songs, like I would agree that I don't, 
like I want her to go like full powerhouse but in this one it's so fast and it's like I think that she what she's doing is perfect for the track like I don't think that she if she went there's no way that you could sing like like is there any version of this song where the person is like at 100 like you wouldn't be able to keep up it's so like dun, 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 dun. you have to be like breathy to make it work yeah i think this is a hard song to cover in general without doing like the whole thing with the big choir and the big orchestra i think that's what's missing for me on this one like i would have liked to see her have more of a like a different arrangement i think but the band arrangement is so strong i think it makes up for what you're saying is lacking. well i guess i have my defense of Ocon, Emmanuel, and this one is yours where you're like no this one, <laughs> this one is so good because this is the only one that i'm like oh i really like this song when it's done by other people and this isn't my favorite and every time i go to listen to it i'm like i love this song maybe i'll like it more this time and i it hasn't really grown on me yet but i will give it another chance because i trust the opinion of Derek, okay. of course <laughs> That brings us to the end of this album. Like I said, we talked about Jingle Bell Rock and Silent Night. Those are listed on the track listing as the last two songs, but they're not on Spotify. So make sure that you go listen to the whole album, check it out, and don't forget those songs as well. But stream this album, like give it some flowers because it's really, really good. And what is your summation of of this? It's definitely cohesive. Um, Rejoice. I do love Rejoice. It was hard for me to pick. Rejoice is more youthful, more commercial, more kind of, I guess, friendly to somebody who is not familiar with Jessica's work. But I think if you give Happy Christmas multiple listens, like it's one of those that I feel like you have to listen to multiple times to appreciate everything about it. Like there's so many layers to this album, whereas Rejoice is kind of like in your face, you hear the track once and you immediately love it. This is like you hear different things every time you listen to a track. Like you'll hear like an inflection of her voice or, or you'll hear like a strong instrumentals, like a great like high quality band. Like you can tell that they really had like a good quality band in the studio for this. And it seems like they had the same band on every single track. And it's really cohesive and flows throughout the whole album where it seems like rejoice that maybe they had like one or two bands different people on different tracks like i'm not sure if that's correct but it may be whereas like at whereas you said in the beginning they had two producers and i feel like in this album like she really went into it with a strong close circle of just like a handful of people and they're like this is what we're doing this is how we're gonna do it and they stuck to the same people throughout and it's just like listen to it from start to finish and pick out your favorite tracks and like add them to your christmas playlist i think you'll you'll grow to love it i'm kind of sad that it's not held up to the same like tier as rejoice so I don't know, maybe maybe it's just supposed to be a, a listen for us hardcore Jessica fans. Like, maybe it was just for us. I totally agree. We were DMing about it, and I was just like, oh, Rejoice is too commercial. And I, I definitely feel like it was it was just so wrapped up in all of the newlywed stuff. Yeah, and... it's a great album. They're both, like, 10 out of 10 Christmas albums. Like, they're both fantastic pieces. Happy Christmas is just a little bit mature, a little bit more mature. And I think if you listen to them both when you were younger and then listen to them both now, I think you'll kind of agree with what we're talking about. Yeah, I just get so much more of a like, this is truly Jessica on this one. Honestly, my top three on Rejoice would definitely be 
What Child Is This, Breath of Heaven, and Oh Holy Night. No Little Drummer Boy. I mean, I love Little Drummer Boy, but like Jessica with these ballads, man. I mean, she's just so powerful and passionate. Little Drummer Boy would be the next one, like if I had a top four. But if I had a top three, it would be those three. Oh, we disagree. My top three are from Rejoice are What Christmas Means to Me, Hark the Herald, Angels Sing, and The Little Drummer Boy. I know, it's hard. Hark would be number five. (laughs) What would you take out? Baby, it's cold outside. All the rest can stay. I would take out I Saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Okay. Because in general, I just don't love that song. Yeah. Let's just do RuPaul's I Saw Daddy Kissing Santa Claus. That's the better version. (laughs) That's the only (laughs) one that matters. But I would take out, yeah, I would take out Baby, It's Cold Outside, obviously. I like, like, Let It Snow is fine. It's not like I could take it or leave it. I have no strong opinion about it. I love it. And what Christmas means, I like what Christmas means to me more, definitely. It's Christmas time again in general. Like, I don't love that song by anyone. I don't know. This out, this one, Happy Christmas, just stands out more to me. But I actually think the high points on Rejoice, I think, are so high and so good that, like, I would never discount it. And I totally see how it's a hard decision between the two. But, like, I feel like I could blend these two albums together and make, like, the perfect Christmas yeah. album. I'm surprised that, like, Urban Outfitters hasn't put Rejoice on vinyl. Or, like, Jessica needs to, like, put her stuff on vinyl herself and put it on her website. Like, give us, like, a something. Like, come on. I don't even put In the Skin Complete Collector's Edition on vinyl on the website or something. Like That would be everything. Because you know how you could buy signed books on her, al- on yeah. her website? If she would sign In the Skin I would totally buy mm-hmm. the vinyl and pay, like, the extra for her signing it and frame it. Yeah. Because I love that. Al- I mean, I love both versions of the album cover, but I'm sure she would do the deluxe version, which is, like, my favorite. Jessica, we have these money-making ideas for you, girl. It's not even about money-making. It's about... I know, it's not. <sighs> and she doesn't need money. That's probably why she doesn't do this kind of stuff. I wish that she... I think part of her probably looks back at her pop career and thinks that some of it is like kind of cheesy or not who she is now but she should just embrace it like none of us are the same person we were in 2004 but that don't mean that you can't celebrate it i know i wonder if she like without putting out an album if she just decided to do a tour tomorrow like what her set list would be it's so interesting to think yeah, about. that's a whole nother whole nother podcast for you i would know i was just gonna say we should do like a, a bonus episode or something where we put together like our dream set list oh i'm down that would be fun we have have to do that we that 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 needs like research and planning (laughs) and you gotta be like is she wear this outfit oh my god yes we could style her like a freaking barbie (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh well derek thank you so much for joining me and do you have any other last minute christmas opinions jessica opinions anything we didn't get into that you are just dying to share with our audience no i just want to say happy christmas to everybody i know that this season is different for everybody if you're feeling sad i mean i'm sure leah feels the same but don't hesitate to reach out to to either of us or i'm sure almost anybody that has been on this podcast like i don't know don't let yourself feel lonely or sad this holiday i know that can be a circumstance for for some people but it's supposed to be a happy joyous holiday and everything you see on social media of everybody posting their perfect christmas just know that that's all fake everybody's fighting behind the scenes or (laughs) don't buy into the fakeness of of christmas find the good and find the the happiness that fits for you and 
I hope everybody has a, a good and safe new year. If you're feeling lonely, just reach out to me or Leah. I mean, we'll DM and try to keep you company. I just, I really feel for people that find sadness in this holiday. I just hope everybody has a, a beautiful Christmas and a happy new year. That was the sweetest, loveliest way to end a podcast that I've ever heard in my life. I completely agree. You can always reach out to one of us. And even if you just want to talk about like something dumb, like Jessica's hair, like I'm here for it. I will do that with you. And I, I totally agree. This can be a really rough time of year. I've definitely had my share of rough Christmases, but I think that, I mean, maybe it's because I'm an only child and then like, I'm also an Aries if anyone cares about astrology out there. Like I'm very independent. So even though I love my family and I'm really close with my parents and I love my friends and everything, I try to make my own Christmas happiness and Christmas traditions that aren't really like dependent on anyone else, whether it's listening to a favorite Christmas album or song or watching a special or like a certain Christmas movie. I don't know if you have anything like this, Derek, but I watch the Santa Claus every year on Christmas Eve. Like it's my tradition. I don't watch it with anyone. Like I've never watched it with my family or anything. Like I literally just watch it by myself. And that you just watch it for Bernard. Oh my God. Yes. Of course. I had a crush on him. Did you? Yes. (laughs) I feel like our generation, that was like our sexual awakening was Bernard. (laughs) He's just, I don't know. Why is he so attractive? I don't know. It's I think it's his attitude. Yeah, probably. Because it's not the dreadlocks, let's be honest. That yarn wig. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know. I love that movie. What's your favorite Christmas movie? Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, I, I have to watch it every year. How can you argue that? I mean, we, we just started that tradition like two years ago. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I started that tradition with my, my boyfriend, but I don't know. I like recently got into, I always loved The Wizard of Oz, but like the past couple of years, like I just went into like this obsession with Judy Garland. I mean, nothing will ever top my Jessica Simpson obsession, but I don't know. I've really been into Judy Garland lately, and I think Mimi and St. Louis is like a great Christmas movie so that's probably my top growing up though I loved Rudolph Mm -hmm. or maybe Rudolph I just love like the the island of misfit toys like I wish that was like (laughs) more the movie and I liked Hermie the elf like I really I think he's gay so he has to be and I live for him like the fact that he wants to be a dentist is everything he makes the whole special yeah (laughs) well thank you again and let our audience know where they can find you they probably already know but tell them anyway (laughs) oh yeah Uh, my Instagram handle is Derek Lovato and my Jessica Simpson stan account which I have been trying to update recently is Jessica Simpson candid like I said, everyone, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate. We love everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And Derek, thank you again for coming on. I always love having you on, and I'm very confident that you will be on again in the future. And I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. Same to you. Bye, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah Russo. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Capriya Moon. That's at C-A-P-R-I-A-M-O-O-N. And follow the podcast at Ashley and Jessica cast on Instagram and at Ashley Jessica cast on Twitter. Please let me know your thoughts on the show. I would absolutely love to hear Ashley and Jessica cast at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. See you next time.